Good morning and welcome to our Tuesday morning chapel. Today we will be using a little devotional order of service known as the Office of Prime. You'll find that beginning on page 108 in the front part of your hymn book. Um, by the way, just a quick note, this is a beautiful little service, a devotional service that some families use in their homes as well. And uh, we'll use portions of that today. Please join me there in the versicles and Gloria Patri and the Confession of Sin. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, I have sinned against you through my own fault in thought, word, and deed. For the sake of the suffering, death, and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, forgive me all my sin, and bring me to everlasting life. Amen. Our scripture reading for today is taken from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would increase our faith through them. Amen. You may be seated. One of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the city had a sudden rash of vandalism. Apparently, there was a group of teenage boys that was going around vandalizing people's property. And this very wealthy man who had a, a large collection of about a dozen very nice sports cars, super expensive sports cars, suddenly had the windows broken in his garage. And the police caught one of these 16-year-old young men and brought him to the man and brought him to this owner. And the owner asked that 
he be released into his custody to take care of him and said he wanted to talk to him. So the man took this 16-year-old boy out into his garage and he showed him around all of his beautiful cars and he took some keys out and he said, let's go for a ride. And he took this 16-year-old boy and, and he said, I want you to drive. So he handed him the keys, got into the nicest sports car he had and they went out through the garage and drove around. He let him drive for an hour. And at the end of all of that, he said to the young man, in two years, when you turn 18, I'm going to give you this car. It's fun to watch you drive it. I'm going to give you this car. The next day, when that 16-year-old went back into his group of hoodlums that were wrecking things and stuff, I think he maybe had a little bit different perspective. I think he maybe had a little bit different way of looking at some of the things that they were doing. I bet he had a change of heart. I bet his motivation was a little bit different than it had been two nights earlier. That little story that I made up and is all fabricated is trying to get at the very point that St. Paul is making for us as Christians. In Romans chapter 12, Paul has just concluded a section of 11 chapters where he very clearly has laid out what God has done for us. He starts out by reminding us, all of us, of our real condition. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's no one righteous, not even one, Paul says. All of us are just deserving of being condemned by God. But then he goes into this beautiful litany of, of the gospel, starting in chapter 3, of how God, through the work of Christ, has made us righteous before him. Listen to just, I'll just read you some of the more familiar passages. We are justified, that means declared right with God, freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. He says in chapter 5, having been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We now have gained access to God through this faith in which we, and this grace in which we now stand. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no chance of being condemned if you believe in Christ. He says, we now rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So through all these 11 chapters, Paul has been saying to us that, think what God's done for you through the work of Christ. You're holy and perfect in his sight. You are, you are a child that's, that he can't wait to take to heaven. He can't wait to give all of his gifts to you. And now Paul says, when we get to chapter 12, when you look back on that and when you think about how God has treated you, when you think of his generous, kind, and loving and compassionate heart toward you, in view of that, how should you live your life? Should we go back to the same thugs that, that wanted to vandalize things? Should we go back to, to the things in our life that, that despise God and, and show harm to him and others? Paul says, no, in view of God's mercy, don't go back to that. He says, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world. The word conform there is a word that they often use in, in making pottery, that clay is soft enough to be shaped and, and so on. That's what the world tries to do to us, doesn't it? The world through its ideas and, and false thoughts about our bodies and everything else tries to shape us to the ugliness that the world wants. And Paul says, don't conform to that. Don't go back to that. 
In fact, he says, just like that, that 16-year-old with the car, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, okay? Have your mind transformed and changed as to how you look at your life now. Just like that 16-year-old kid, the next day after the generosity of that man and knowing he's going to get this amazing sports car, I'm sure he had a transformed mind to, as to how he viewed what he was doing. That's how God would have us look at our lives as Christians as well, based upon the wonderful grace that he has shown us. So, throughout your life as a Christian, knowing what God has done for you, look back at at everything that he did for you on the cross through the work of your Savior. Think of, the, think of the future that you have waiting for you. Think of the gifts that God can't wait to share with you when you finally get to heaven. And in view of that, live your lives in gratitude to this wonderful God who saved us. Amen. Let us join our hearts in prayer. We have two prayer requests today. One is for John Schmoogie. He would be the father of Nicole Wenzel, who is hospitalized with a pulmonary embolism. And then also uh, Pastor Paul Fries from our uh, ELS offices uh, had an emergency uh, appendix surgery last night. Let us pray. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we come before you on behalf of these, your servants, John and Paul. Uh, we thank and praise you for providing them with good medical assistance. And we ask now that if it is your will, that you would bring them safely through their ordeal, and uh, that according to your will and grace, that you would provide them with healing for their bodies and minds. Above all, keep them firm in their knowledge of Christ as their Savior, and bless them with the wonderful eyes of faith to see that you will work all things together for the eternal good of your children. We pray this all in Christ's saving name. Amen. Please join me then on page 108 again with the responsory and then the collect and canticle. Let us rise. Page 108. <clears throat> o oh Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy upon us. O oh Lord Jesus, seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy upon us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. O Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy upon us. Arise, O Christ, and help us, and deliver us for your name's sake. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, bright sun of the world, shine upon my spirit and drive away the night of sin, that I may walk in your holy light all my life and even forevermore. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful people and kindle in them the fire of your love. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, 
for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful people and kindle in them the fire of your love. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now the Lord Almighty ordered this day and all our doings in his peace. Amen.